This is the Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. Here's the host of Animals Voice, Jamie West. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the podcast on OSPCA Radio. Great show on the way. Don't forget to text OSPCA to 45678 to make a $5 donation to the Ontario SPCA. Later, we'll tell you about a holiday time adoption program that's becoming a holiday season tradition and for good reason. We'll also tell you about an innovative science-based dating service of sorts that's helping make the match between adopters and our furry friends just about perfect. But first, it's the Animal's Voice News. The Ontario SPCA has been awarded the 2012 Summits for Urban Animal Strategies Program Award in communications for their outstanding performance with their No Hot Pets campaign. No Hot Pets was launched in the summer of this year with the goal of sharing the important message of not leaving pets in hot vehicles. The website nohotpets.ca was created and through this new online forum, citizens were asked to share posters and leaflets about the dangers of leaving pets in vehicles. In addition, pet owners were asked to go online to Facebook Ontario SPCA and pledge to not leave their pets in their vehicles. Those who pledged also received a No Hot Pets window decal for their vehicles. The Summit's awards are focused on recognizing those within communities and within the companion animal industry who are achieving success. The Summit's awards are presented annually by the Summit's alumni using an academy-style system of nominations and election by secret ballot for each category. The Ontario SPCA is excited to welcome you to our online store. Now shopping for essentials, gifts, and apparel will mean that you are making a difference in the lives of animals in need. As a charitable organization, the Ontario SPCA relies on the generosity of donors to support our animal welfare initiatives. With a purchase of one of these products, you can have a great impact on the welfare of abused, neglected, and abandoned animals. Animals are a very special part of our lives, as you know. They touch our hearts and provide companionship, comfort, unconditional friendship. Please help us continue to rescue animals from harm, provide shelter, care, and adoption services, and provide educational opportunities across the province on important animal issues. The site contains OSPCA-branded items that were carefully chosen because they are of high quality, useful, and relevant to the love of your animals. It's all there for you at OntarioSPCA.ca. The Ontario SPCA is made up of 50 SPCA and Humane Society communities across the province. Check out our website, ontariospca.ca, for a complete list of communities and how you can support the great work they do on behalf of the animals we all love. If you've ever entered the dating scene, you know how tricky it can be to find that perfect someone to share your life with. It's no different when it comes to adopting the perfect pet. But a science-based program is changing all of that with an innovative approach called Meet Your Match. Dave Wilson is the Director of Shelter Health and Wellness for the Ontario SPCA and joins me on the line. Dave, good to talk to you again on the OSPCA podcast. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Good to talk to you again. Here. I'm doing great. Can you tell us a little bit uh, again about yourself and how long you've been working in animal welfare? Sure. Um, I joined the uh, Ontario SPCA uh, back in 2003 with our, our Kent branch down in uh, southwestern Ontario in Chatham uh, and then uh, moved on uh, into animal welfare and operations. And then this brand new department started uh, about a year ago, their Shelter Health and Wellness Department. It's kind of a, a new direction for us to take to really focus on uh, shelter health, 
wellness and enrichment for the animals that are in our care. Dave, I'm fascinated with the title of this program, Meet Your Match. What is Meet Your Match? Sounds cool. It is, and the, probably the easiest way to describe it is to, to put it, um, I basically tell people it's like match.com, but for dogs and cats is probably the easiest way to think, to think of it. Okay, as um, long as it's not like that game show from the 70s, uh, Match Game, that's, that's all I was concerned about. No, no, and unfortunately, I, I see that's coming for a resurrection again, unfortunately. <laughs> good grief, you think you're going to lose it for good and look out, eh? That's right. But Meet Your Match is really uh, an exciting uh, program, an innovative uh, approach to uh, adopting animals. It is. It takes away a lot of the guesswork and a lot of the hit and miss um, to finding the right household for the right pet and then the right pet for the right home and the right people. Um, it's basically a platform that's built on, well, think of it as a platform built on four legs. Uh, caninality looks at adult dog personalities. Uh, felineality looks at adult cats. Puppyality looks at, well, puppies. And then the last one isn't kittens. It's actually a program called SAFER. SAFER is used to predict the current and any future aggression trends in dogs. Now, the only reason we don't do kittens is because their personality is changing and evolving so quickly we actually can't test for anything that has, is a, a stable behavior. It makes sense. Are there any other animals that, that, that can fit the Meet Your Match program, or is it just dogs and cats at this point? So far, it's just dogs and cats. Um, it's taken um, a good eight years of, of research from when this first started to actually get it to a point where it's up completely and running across North America. Um, because it, it, the thing that makes it unique is it is the only research-based um, adoption or personality assessment program available in North America. There's lots of other ones that are out there that are kind of hit and miss, but Meet Your Match is purely based on research and a lot of transferable behavior so that people know what it is they're getting into, know what the animal's going to be like when they first get it home, and how it's going to be when it first arrives in the household. Now, prior to the advent of Meet Your Match, what was the old program like? The old program, uh, basically, it's, it's a complete rewrite. Um, the old program used to use a, a fairly restricted uh, application process. And whenever you use the word application, automatically the thought goes to, well, I could be refused or I could be declined. And Meet Your Match doesn't use any form of an application. We ask people for their opinion or a survey um, to better figure out what their needs are and what they're looking for. And then the animals have already been assessed. We never ask an animal to change its ways or change its personality. Just tell us what they like and what they don't like. And then people are asked uh, what areas they'd be willing to make accommodations on and what areas they're already compatible with certain personality types. What are the benefits of the program, Dave? Probably the, the best one of all, uh, and we hear this more and more with people, uh, when they first get an animal home, they'll call us usually two or three days later and let us know, gee, you know, without this, I never would have known that this is the type of cat uh, based on how he was acting in the shelter, and you guys told me he's going to hide under the bed for a day or two. I never would have believed you. But it really helps people to take away a lot of those unknowns when they first get the animal home, so they have a lot of very realistic expectations of how the animal is going to behave, what they need, what they like doing, especially for those first 14 days, the first two weeks in the house. And what we're trying to do then is establish that human-animal bond, that link between people and their pets, that is going to be there for years and years. Dave, who does the behavior testing on the animals? Any of our staff or volunteers can actually be trained in uh, behavior assessment for the cats, uh, the dogs, or the puppies. 
and we offer it as a, across the province. It's a, a two-day course uh, for each of the, the areas, puppyality, feline, or canineality, and basically it's, it's a, an observation-based program. So you're taught how to observe certain behaviors, and then once you have those observations, how to assign a score to them. Once you have your score, then you pretty much have what we call our color codes. There's three colors. And then once you have that, you can hone it down even further to an actual personality type for the cat or the dog. I think the color coding thing's kind of cool. It is, especially when people first come in. And, I mean, the, the dilemma that a lot of folks face is they walk into a shelter and they'll see a wall of cages, let's say cats, that they're looking for. And Well, you know, it's not unusual for us to have a certain run on a certain color of cat. So we'll often have a shelter that'll have 12 black cats sitting there, you know, all across one wall. It's really hard for people and it's really intimidating for them. But then when they start looking at these colored cage cards and after they complete their survey, they give us their opinion, we can then give them one of three color-coded cards, orange, green, or purple, and basically say, go on and wander through the shelter. You've got a purple card. Have a look at all the purple cats first then have a look at your other colors. It really helps make it a lot more of a friendly process for people, and you literally will find them walking up, holding their card, going from cage to cage, looking for the right color match. Dave, what kinds of questions uh, would one be asked on the, on the survey, and, and how long does it take them to typically find their match? Um, the, the kind of questions we're, we're, we usually ask on the adopter survey are things like, how would you describe your household? And you're usually given a choice of, would you describe your home as a circus, as a library, or somewhere in between. Um, for an animal, a cat or a dog, how much interaction, how much play do you like to have on a daily basis? Um, how much do you like having a cat that's always underfoot and, and interacting with you? Or for a dog, how much energy do you want to expend on this dog? Do you want a high-energy dog, medium, or a quiet dog? So it's a, it's a great little survey. The survey part for the people literally takes them one to two minutes at most. The behavior assessment for the animal, at the very most, takes about 25 to 30 minutes to assess each animal. And then once their assessment's done, they're basically ready to rock and roll. Can I fill the survey out at home if I want? And that's something we're working on. We, we do uh, have a program in place that we're developing where what you can do is actually complete your cat adopter or dog adopter survey while you're at home before you even come into the shelter. And it'll give you your color code, your purple, green, or uh, orange uh, uh, adopter color. Once you take that adopter color, it gives you a far better idea as you walk in, you know which colors you're already looking for. Dave, which shelters have this program in place? Currently, all of the Ontario SPC branches, all 13 of them across the province, use the Meet Your Match system, as do a lot of the affiliates, or what we call our humane societies. We're also finding that several animal control agencies and several rescue groups are also starting to use the Meet Your Match program. And it's great because if you're in Kingston and I'm in Windsor, if I know what color somebody's looking for, and let's say they have a relative that's looking to adopt, I can call you up and ask you if you have any orange cats and what personality type they are. You can tell me what you currently have in your shelter, and we can start doing a lot of the groundwork to help folks out. Makes a lot of sense. Why did the Ontario SPCA implement this program? Seems pretty obvious to me. It, it, it really is, Jamie, absolutely. And it's, it's a program, it does five basic things. It helps to increase the number of adoptions, re reduce the number of returns, reduce euthanasia, which is so important to us, um, increase customer satisfaction, and decrease the length of time an animal has to stay in those shelters. Those five reasons are the, basically the five corners of, of how you meet your match works and why it's so popular. 
If a shelter would like to learn more about this program, where would they get trained on it, Dave? Usually we do our training at our, our provincial office in Newmarket. Um, if there's a demand for one center, let's say in a certain agency or a humane society, have a large enough demand, we'll actually go there. Uh, we recently this summer returned from uh, Newfoundland, and we took the program out there to, to train them. And there's a good chance we'll probably be going back to Newfoundland. We may be actually heading into uh, Western Canada as well. Is Meet Your Match guaranteed to find me a match? It's as close to a guarantee as possible. And what we always say is if you take the animal home and it isn't what you were expecting, uh, first thing we want you to do is give us a call and see if anything that we can do we can tweak while we're talking with you over the phone. But the second thing that we always tell folks to remember is, is this isn't the perfect match for you. By all means, you can always bring the animal back, and we will find another match for you. It's not a, a be-all and end-all situation. Okay, where can I find more information on this program? Usually the easiest way is our website, ontariospca.ca. You can find the links there for Meet Your Match. You can actually get more information about the color coding and how the adopter survey and the personality types are all listed too. All right, uh, great program, Meet Your Match. Dave Wilson, thanks so much for being with us today. We'll look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thanks, Jamie, sounds good. There's Dave Wilson. He is the Director of Shelter Health and Wellness with the Ontario SPCA. Lots more information you can use coming up on the Animals Voice Podcast on OSPCA Radio. The Ontario SPCA is always looking for your continued support. Check out our website, ontariospca.ca, and find out how a small donation can make a huge difference in the lives of the animals we care for. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at the official Ontario SPCA page. It's a successful program that's been in place in helping animals for several years now. I Am's Home for the Holidays works towards getting animals adopted at holiday time. To some, that may seem strange, but not to our next guest. Mike Arms is with us. He's the president of the Helen Woodward Animal Center and founder of I Am's Home for the Holidays. Mike, welcome to the OSPCA podcast. Thank you for having me. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been involved in animal welfare? Well, uh, that goes back quite a bit. I've been involved more than 40 years, and I had no idea that I was going to spend my life devoted to helping pets, but it was because one little dog that um, gave me another chance in life when I was beaten and stabbed trying to rescue him, he wound up rescuing me. My goodness. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, I got involved um, through an employment agency to work and help animals. I really went to school to be an accountant, but I wound up working at a facility in New York City, and when I saw all the death and despair and mistreatment of these beautiful pets, I felt I couldn't take it, so I put in my two weeks' notice and I was going to leave, but six days before I was to leave, somebody upstairs decided to change my life forever. I we got a call about a little dog that was hit by a car in in the Bronx, and when there were no drivers available, I did just what you would have done. I just took off my suit jacket and put on a uniform jacket and went out there to get him myself. And when I got there, um, these three fellas came out of this apartment building doorway as I was standing over this little one. He looked like just like Benji from the movies. He was a little black and tan 
carrier blend. And he was shaking so badly from fear and pain. And just when I was about to reach down to him, these three fellows approached me and said, what do you think you're doing? I said, it's obvious. This little one's dying. I'm taking this to the hospital. They explained, nope, you're not taking it anywhere. And I said, why? Is this your dog? They said, no, we're betting on how long it's going to live. And I said, well, you folks are really sick. And when I reached down and picked this little one up and had him cradled in my arms, he was shaking so vehemently I thought he was going to fall. So I just looked down at him, and I was looking into his beautiful brown eyes, and he was staring into my eyes like he was staring into my soul. And he just started to relax in my arms as if to say I feel safe now. And when I turned to reach for the ambulance door handle, that's when these three fellas beat me from behind, stabbed me, and laid me in the street. So now the roles were reversed. I'm the one lying dying in the street that day. And that's when I found the compassion that these beautiful pets have for us that we as human beings could never emulate. This little one had one more act of kindness to give mankind, and he blessed me with it. I don't know how he did it because he shouldn't have been able to move at all, but he found a way to crawl to my side, and he started to lick me back to consciousness. And when I opened my eyes, and I was staring at those beautiful brown eyes one more time, and I realized what was taking place. I laid in that street, and I cried, and I prayed, don't do it. Don't take my life today. Give me another chance, and I'll devote it to them. Well, I have to tell you, seconds after I made that promise, not minutes, but seconds after I made that promise, my friend closed his eyes, and he crossed over Rainbow Bridge. And I know in my heart that someday we'll take that walk that was meant to be. But from that day to now, I've done nothing with my life but devoted to them. From that day to now, I have helped facilitate in saving more than 8 million pets, and I figure i got a couple million more on me to go. Mike, that is an incredible story. It's incredibly compelling. Well, and anybody... purpose in life. And anybody listening to that story right now can't help but feel something and be moved by what you just expressed to us. Well, I, I feel I was blessed that day that I was totally given a purpose in life. And my purpose in life is to do whatever I can to change how the world treats these beautiful pets and understand that these orphans that wind up in these facilities, there was nothing wrong with these orphan pets. There was something wrong with the people that had them. Right, right. Mike, we're glad that uh, you've been around all this time and that you're doing the great work that you're doing. And, and that brings us to the topic at hand, which is this great program called I Am's Home for the Holidays. What, what is that program all about? Well, we want to bring attention to these orphan pets. We know the holiday season is one of the busiest times that people bring in new pets to their home because what greater reason for the season than to bring in a new life into your household. And we don't want to be supporting puppy mills and backyard breeders when there are so many beautiful orphan pets that need homes. So the Imes Company got behind us on this program to really, really bring attention to these beautiful pets. When we started in 1999, and I'm jumped right on top of it and helped us promote it, we only had 14 organizations here in San Diego, and collectively we did 2,563 adoptions. But since then, well, now there's 
almost 4,000 organizations being part of it. And for the last three years, we've adopted out collectively more than a million pets. It's actually been more than 7 million pets since the inception in 1999. What a great program. Uh, Although, you know, so many of us for so long were led to believe that um, giving pets or even adopting pets at, at holiday time was a bad idea. Yet you guys are promoting adoption over the holiday season. Yeah, well, we think that that rumor was started by the puppy mills. They don't want us to do adoptions during that holiday time because that's their busiest sale time of the year. Because it's human nature that if Billy or Janie put on their list to Santa that they want their own puppy and kitten, and mom and dad sit and discuss it, then it becomes part of the family. And when the parents give the children a gift of love, they're very likely not to take it back. We've been doing our homework and checking the statistics. Most of these facilities have more returns on pets adopted in June than they do in pets adopted during the holiday time. That is interesting. And I suppose, you know, families are together typically at, at holiday time. There's probably, you probably got more time in general to connect and bond with your new family member too, right? Absolutely, because they really have discussed this. And if they come to us where we can, we let them know, hey, this is a 15, 16 year commitment. This is not something you're gonna take home just for the holidays in return. This is something we screen potential adopters, we match them up with the right pet that fits their family's lifestyle, and it's a positive reaction. We don't want to come in in the new year and have to take the lives of these beautiful pets because there weren't homes for them because everybody was out supporting puppy mills. So really, this really works great for the people and the pets. How does somebody get involved in this program? All they have to do is go to the website, IMS Home for the Holidays, that's numerical for, IMS Home for the Holidays dot com or dot org, and it shows them the facility in their community that is open and is part of the I'm Home for the Holidays program. And that a lot of them show the, the pets that they have up for adoption at this time. Can any shelter participate, Mike? We want them all to participate. We want to work collectively to stop the unnecessary euthanasia and really, really just show the beautiful pets that we have. What types and there's of- no cost to it. Right. What types of animals are involved in the program? We have everything. Well, of course, you have your puppies, kittens, cats, and dogs. We have horses and turtles and rabbits. There's different rescue groups that are registered in there adopting out all different types of pets. And if I can't adopt, how can I help? Well, the best way, if you really can't bring a a new pet into your home at this time, then maybe you can, if you have time on your hands, you can go down to your local animal facility, walk the orphan pets, pet them, give them some love and attention, maybe even bring in a bag or a can of food for them. And you know what? If you can't do that, maybe you can just give that organization a donation so they can do more work for their orphan pets. And the final thing that you can do, if you really can't bring in a pet but you love them, you can go down to your local organization, pay the adoption fee. So when people come in to adopt a pet, 
there'd be a sign that this pet was loved by somebody and the adoption fee was already prepaid. That's a great idea. Mike, does the campaign only run during the holiday season? Well, it pretty much runs from October 1st to January to collect uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. But, you know, we're going to be looking at what we can do all year round because every day some child is having a birthday, and mom or dad might promise that child a puppy or kitten for their birthday. So rather than go to the puppy mills, we're going to be working at they should be coming to us. And again, Mike, where can people go to learn more about this great program? Just go to I'ms Home for the Holidays. That's numerical four. I'ms Home for the Holidays dot com or dot org. Mike, what a great pleasure it's been uh, chatting with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the Animals Voice podcast. Best of luck to you, and uh, we hope to talk to you again real soon down the road. I would look forward to it. Thank you for all the attention you bring to these orphan pets. All the best. There's Mike Arms. He's president of the Helen Woodward Animal Center and founder of I Am's Home for the Holidays. And that's this edition of the Animals Voice Podcast. Thanks for being with us. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and send your friends the link to our website, ontariospca.ca. And thanks for texting OSPCA to 45678 and making your donation. The Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. For more information and news from our 50 communities, explore our website. And thank you for your kind and continued support. Remember, fix your pet. Find out how easy it is at fixyourpet.ca. It's the kindest thing you can do.